Welcome to episode one of Tiger Podcast, Wheaton Warmville South's student-run podcast. For more information and updates, make sure to follow our Instagram at Tiger Podcast on Instagram. Really quickly, we'll just introduce ourselves. I'm Jen. I'm Grace. I'm Linnea. I'm Valentina. And I'm Naomi. So why are we doing a podcast? You know, we're doing a podcast really to shine a light on some of the amazing teachers and students at Wien Warmville South. Um, as well, you know, we just want to highlight some activities that are going on and what's happening around South. Yeah, I think there's a lot of activities um, that we don't always consider, and I think it's a really good opportunity to hear from students every week or every other week um, and get to hear from teachers and kind of get an overall perspective of what's going on in the school. Yeah, we have such an incredible staff. I think it's important that we get to know them on a more, like, individual basis. So speaking of which, we have our first guest here today. We have Principal McDermott. Hi. <laughs> but before we get to McDermott, we do have some news and activities to discuss. Genevieve? Yes. So two big announcements for activities this year that are happening around next week are the Novice Show has an information meeting on August 26th at 2.30, that's a Tuesday, and the first Key Club meeting is going to be September 1st, Wednesday, also at 2.30. In the auditorium. Yes. <laughs> and even if uh, you're not sure if you want to join, it's definitely good to hop in at those meetings, meet some new people. For sure. Um, and then for more updates also on the podcast itself, we do recommend that you follow our Instagram. We do want this to be a very student-based experience so if there's a teacher or student that you want to hear on the podcast or if you have a specific question you want to ask our guest please follow the instagram and then we'll post some polls on there for you to answer the instagram is at tiger podcast p-a-w-d <laughs> podcast all right now we can start asking our special guests some questions yeah, so we have some questions that are probably very common questions um, for Mr. McDermott. Um, so being, you know, last year, your first year, even though it was kind of weird, what is so far your favorite thing about um, being a principal at Warrenville South? Yeah, last year was awesome um, in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, one, because it was so completely different from what it will be this year, but... I guess what I would say right now is the thing that, that excites me the most are the people and the energy in this building. It's contagious and, and, and it's probably the most consistent thing that you'll come across, that everybody loves this place and, and they're excited about what it has to offer. Yes. <laughs> Secondly, what's something that you wish you knew when you were in high school? That's a great question. In high school, I wish I knew that when you make a, make a decision on uh, throughout, throughout your, your time in high school that it's not gonna have this cascade, it doesn't necessarily have to have this monumental effect on your, on your post high school. You, you went to high school when like social media wasn't as prevalent and like I feel like right now a lot of high schoolers do use like social media as a platform to give news on world events is that like something that you think is in the right direction something that could be harmful like how would you recommend that students at we normal south go about looking at the big picture that's a great question i think you know the the aspect of social media and what we absorb we have to understand um you know there's that that fine line between legitimate news sources right mm -hmm. 
and I'm not going to go down that path because I know it's a, <laughs> it's a hot topic for people, but I would say that you have to really ask yourself, where is this information coming from, and uh, why is it considered a legitimate source? Um, I think you can, you can see so many examples of positives that have come from, uh, from use it, using social media to advance agendas. So I see benefits in that. I, what I see missing is instruction on how to properly engage in stuff like that. So I see some self-destructive uh, things that happen. If you can go back to your like 11-year-old self and, and, and putting something out on social media when you're a 21-year-old, and, and there's so many examples in society right now of people who are walking back things that they did as their 11-year-old self or their 12-year-old self. And so, um, you know, I think putting a lot of energy into working with people around how do you convey who you are and what you believe and what you want uh, to support uh, outside your world in social media is really important. Yeah, you, you talked a little bit earlier about how the decisions you make in high school don't have this big impact on the long term. But I think with social media, like it is a real concern that uh, like so the, what you do on social media will affect you long term. So I think like what role do you think that educators have in this new, you know, hyper connected technological world to educate young people about, you know, the harmful effects of the decisions they make in a digital world. Yeah. So I did contradict myself. What I was talking about <laughs> at that point was like in the classroom, my academics. Um, but with the role that we play, um, you know, I think it's, it's really important that teachers shouldn't be teaching what to think. They should be teaching how to think, you know. And so there is, there is an aspect to that uh, from a social media standpoint. You got to model the appropriate way to use it. So if we're not, if we're not modeling it the right way uh, and kids see that, they're going to say, well, this is how the teachers value it. You know, I'm a big believer that if we share what we value and we consistently reinforce it, then kids will understand that and they'll, they'll uh, be driven in that direction. Um, I've spent time working with uh, different people on, uh, on this this whole concept. And so one of the things that I'll do is say, how many of you think that your social media presence is really great and in line with your values? So I, I always try to draw things back into value identification. And almost by and large, everyone will, will put their hand up and say, absolutely. And so when you ask them to hand their phone to somebody else and, and show what the last five things they liked or retweeted or whatever you do in your social media world, uh, that usually lends itself to a nice conversation about, is that really indicative of your value? Like, what are you doing? Is it mindless? Is it intentional? And so as teachers, I think we have to, in, out, anywhere, any opportunity we can, help people understand how to really critically analyze your decisions and, and put thought behind them. I agree. And I think especially... Um, you know, ever since you have become principal, the social media presence has definitely increased a lot. And I, I definitely see the staff in Wheatmoreville South trying to um, encapsulate that idea and spread their message more. Um, so how specifically are you doing that with everything, you know, at least everything being previously virtual? Yeah. So to me, you know, I, I love that whole art of storytelling and to share the great things that happen in a building. So to be the 
the advocate of of all the great things that happen within the walls that people don't see. So you'll see my stuff is generally like congratulatory or look at what just happened. Um, this year we're going to start to see more uh, from another account that we have. Uh, you'll start to see more of the instructional lens because that's a, obviously an in, incredibly important part to who we are. So you'll see some of the great instructional uh, advances that happen in our classrooms. Um, you know, I talked about modeling, and, and I know that uh, before I came here, people were using social media. Uh, after I'm here, you know, people will continue to use it. I just hope that uh, what they get from me is, is that uh, really positive lens into uh, how to use it to, to really tell a fun story uh, that, that really highlights what's going on in your building. Yeah, for sure. I think social media is a very important aspect of school these days. Um, but taking a bit of a turn now um, to a question, you know, a lot of people want to know. Um, so logistically, how is lunch and PE working this year with COVID? How is lunch and PE working this year? Um, well, as, as they had in previous years. So when you come to school on Monday, you're going to see the tables set up as they have been in the past. There might be one or two fewer chairs at those tables, but it'll still be those spaces. Uh, we're just being a little more thoughtful in our spacing. Uh, it will look very different um, than it did last year when there were two people at a table. Um, so in, that, in those lunch spaces, when you're there, you take your mask off and eat, have your conversations with your friends. When you get up and, and move around, put it back on. Um, you know, so with the exception of the mask, which I'm just really looking at as an accessory at this point, uh, I would say that it's going to look as close to the way it did previously as possible. And then with PE, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be business as usual, getting changed for PE, using the locker rooms again, using your lockers again, all of those things. Are, are back and they're actually getting ready to, to be sent out today around noon. Um, so, I mean, we all got our schedules. We know who's in our lunch period. Just so I and other people can do some planning, what's like the maximum people you can have at a table, would you say? Uh, I think it's six. Six? Six or okay. seven. No, it's definitely not more than seven. Friend groups of eight, watch out. <laughs> yes, yeah. And my lunch period is five. So anybody that's oh. interested in that. Perfect. That's a, I don't have a lunch period. Uh -huh. <laughs> so this is the awkward pause moment. <laughs> is that the cricket? Yeah, this is when we edit in crickets. <laughs> Mr. McDermott jokes about eating with students. <laughs> no, I definitely think that, I mean, as someone who was fully virtual last year, and Naomi, you were too, yeah. like, I definitely feel like this year is going to be like a big gonna be a year it's gonna be a year to remember for sure yeah. I, I just think like especially with like lunch and like pee, I feel like those are like very social moments like changing in the locker room eating lunch like these are very like social things and so to not do that for a year and then all of a sudden have it back I definitely think what an adjustment so let me ask you guys a question um, how about that <laughs> wow. turning the table here. <laughs> um, what do you think about that what are your what are your thoughts or concerns um, one thing that I was thinking about is, you know, say you were coming in your freshman year and you haven't been in school since seventh grade because yeah. eighth grade you were virtual, you know, 
lunch already in high school is like a huge switch for middle school. So I think it's I think it's good that we're having more people kind of going back to normal. You can not just be with one other person you don't know at a table. I think it socially, um, it's kind of bringing back the the community aspect of the school, which is incredibly important yeah. in everything that we do. Uh, you know, when we talk about Tiger Nation, we gave the teachers a chance to define what that means to them, and everything really came back to what we would think, connection, people, uh, community, you know, it wasn't programs, it was all about people and how we lift each other up and support each other. And so I do see that as increasing the opportunity to do it. Have, has the like school administration like made any specific plans like for freshmen? Cause like Naomi said, like I could not imagine like my last year in school being seventh grade <laughs> and now like have to be a freshman in high school. Yeah, I mean, not just, not just freshmen, but there are sophomores who've never been in the building. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have, there are, uh, all the freshmen came to as normal an orientation as possible last week. There were, I would say, almost everyone that was available to be here was here. We don't have a lot of Chromebooks to hand back out, so that's a good indicator. Uh, we started a program this year through uh, Dr. Stellwagen, uh, Ms. Campos, and, and a few others, a uh, mentoring program. And so we have mentors assigned to access classes uh, to freshmen, and so that, that's going to, to be a big help in the adjustment here, uh, and you know, you're gonna see a big focus on ensuring that everybody feels like they have a trusted adult in the building. Mm -hmm. That's really important to us because we know that kids that have those, those high impact relationships with adults, they're happier, they're healthier, they do better in their classes, and they have a, a better opportunity to really see themselves beyond high school. So is that mentor program, is that something that's coming about because of COVID or do you see that being a long-term change? Yeah, that's long-term. Uh, that, I, that would have happened with or without COVID. Yeah. Um, we have some other, some other, other uh, intervention type programs that are, are kicking off as well uh, for, for kids that need a little different boost. Um, but that mentor program, that would have been, you know, those, those types of programs happen in schools all over the country. Yeah. And I think that like is a silver lining that, you know, COVID was like really hard, particularly on educators. And so I think like coming out of it, I feel like there is like a renewed sense of like focus on mental health and, you know, like a support system. So I think like if we can be optimistic, that is like the probably one of the greatest things about COVID is it's made us more aware of like the world around us. Yeah, and I certainly I, think that's reflected at South. Absolutely. And, and I love the fact that you, um, you addressed how difficult it was for teachers too, right? Because it was it was tough for you guys, but it was really tough on the people who were trying to work with you and connect with you and in ways that that they haven't, they definitely weren't trained in it, right? Yeah. You don't go to teacher school for and be trained in the pandemic. So uh, I, I appreciate hearing that, and I know that our teachers will as well. Yeah, I love the the asynchronous Wednesdays. I am <laughs> such I'm such a supporter for like can we just keep these going yeah. forward in every school year? <laughs> I was told by a teacher that like that's technically illegal because of like the amount of hours students need to be in school, but I think we can find a way around the law because I loved the async Wednesdays. <laughs> Those Wednesdays were so good. They really were. They, they were. just it was just nice to have a day to like go at your own pace or to not go at all if you just didn't have any support. Or get help too. Or yeah. get help. Yeah. 
So the find your way around the law, I don't know I'm gonna touch on that. <laughs> um, but I will say this, uh, you're 100% you're right. And uh, being able to pause and find ways to get the help that you need in the areas that you need, that's really important. Um, before I came here, they had already started blended learning, which is one of those models that allows for that to happen. Uh, you'll see more of that this year, and uh, you'll definitely see uh, your teachers leaning into the opportunity to, to um, look at you as individuals and find ways to, to um, make sure that it's not, not a complete pause, but it's that you're getting what you need. Okay, so now going on to our last question, this is something we kind of want to ask all of our guests. Okay. But we were wondering, Mr. McDermott, uh, what in high school, either if you did win a senior superlative, what that was, or like what senior superlative you were like, I wish I got that one so bad. So I'll tell you, the one I probably should have gotten, and I don't know that it, <laughs> don't know that it existed, <laughs> I, it's not a resentful thing, it's an honest thing, is most likely to be told not to sing during choir. <laughs> Did um, you sing a lot during choir? I was in show choir, um, and it got to the point where it was like, hey, hey Scott, why don't, why don't you just dance? <laughs> just move your mouth, don't, don't let sound come Do out of it. Do you want to sing for us? No, I think I'm pretty clearly not not uh, my, uh, let me tell you my musicking. I'll give you my musicking philosophy, okay? Loudest is the proudest, right? <laughs> Louder, faster, more off key. This is what I train my kids at home to do, and they stay away from that. And so mm -hmm. I've shared that with our new band director. Uh, she's a little alarmed uh, by it. <laughs> Uh, but I think they'll they'll warm up to it. So yeah, if if you're not in the studio with us, Mr. McDermott is currently up doing dances. So <laughs> <laughs> it is not the floss. Yeah, doing the nay nay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a video next week. So you yeah. can see it. <laughs> well, this has been great. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think this is this is going to be a, a a great show, and I can't wait to to hear where you take it and who you bring in next and and all the fun and witty, witty things that uh, come out of this. Yeah, thank you all for listening and make sure to follow Tiger Podcast, P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T on Instagram. Um, that is where we'll be accepting requests for guests and questions. So if you wanna be a part of the podcast or you have a question, make sure to follow that account. Or you have a friend that lost a bet. <laughs> yeah, that too. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can have like an, an outro song. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably need a...